Thanks for welcome everybody to the lawyer and the lame. <laughs> We're just having a fun divorce joke. Yeah. Elise is like, yeah, divorces are fun, and I was about to say, not for people that are going through them. Like, yeah, it's not the best. Yeah. I am Yulisa Mkele. I'm joined by my co-host Jennifer Stoller. <laughs> and today, as you heard, we're doing the dreaded D word. Yeah. So essentially, um, as everyone knows, although I do speak about a whole bunch of other things because the law is a wild, wild thing, and everything yeah. kind of intertwines. It's quite cool. Um, I specialize in family law and divorce. Yes. Like that's what I do. I do. And I know it sounds very depressing, but I deal with divorce every single day or marriage, like mm. antenatal contracts. So that's yeah. like also like beautiful, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so... It's, you break up people's families. Yeah, I was actually I was actually dating a guy once and he, he was a diamond dealer and he was like, um, it's so weird. I bring people together and you break people up. I'm like, <laughs> I was bringing people together. I draft antenatal contracts that yeah. protect people. So cool. <laughs> But yeah, so I know like we've been chatting, there's some people that are going through divorces and they don't actually know where to start. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure, I don't know if you have any friends that are going through anything like that, but it's kind of like, do you separate, do you divorce? Like what, like if you, let's say for example, one night you have a wild night out, your friend gets paralytic drunk and she's like, actually, I'm not even happy. I want to divorce my husband. Like yeah. what? I'm asking you, like, what would you say to her? And not say, go see Jennifer, if you didn't know me. You took my answer. <laughs> you took my answer. I have your business card. I was be like, look, uh, there's a young lady I know. Please but if you ahead. didn't know me, like, if, what would your advice kind of be? Um, my advice would probably be Tequila? somewhere. Tequila? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, my advice would probably be go find a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and or burn his clothes I yeah don't know, whichever whichever suits you best so the first one is a great one because actually that's what you should essentially do is go see mm-hmm. an attorney because although many people are quick to be like i want a divorce they don't actually know their rights in divorce they don't know what is their marital regime what are they entitled to in terms of assets do they even have assets mm-hmm. how have their finances been run if they're earning like 20,000 rand a month working or they're a house executive yes. and they don't have any yes, jobs. house executive, yeah. not housewife. We're yeah. learning. Yeah, <laughs> we're learning. Um, and like, what are your rights? And I think that is the most important thing. So set up a meeting with, with an attorney where even like, don't like lash out and be like, I'm getting a divorce. And then start like, you have to think about it quite practically because there's some people that come to me that, that actually don't know their rights and they blush on and they want a divorce and now they find themselves in a very bad situation yeah. where the guy or the girl cut them off completely so they're actually without funds. Um, they, they get kicked out the house so they don't, they don't have a home. So, and I know, as, as I always say, like, it's very hard to be stuck to a person where their life's crumbling being like, be logical about this and be rational. But you actually have to be because mm. if you find yourself in an unhappy marriage, and you went out, I do believe that you should find out what your rights are before getting out. Yeah. So, come to me and we can sit down and we can go through your assets. Firstly, what is your marital regime? Are you married, let's say you're married in community property and this person has millions of rands of debt. Like, you don't want to just like throw, like your go mental and be like, I'm getting divorced without knowing how much debt this person has. Yeah. Because you don't want to be in the mess without trying to avoid the mess. Yeah. So now we face a situation where, yeah, come, let's chat. Tell me your divorce, uh, your marital regime. What are your assets? What are their assets? And at least I can calculate. And the minute you know your rights, 
you will be, I believe, empowered mm. to a point where you can either say, okay, and some people, I've seen people where they come and they know they're right and they're not in a good position and they actually wait like a year or two to get themselves on their feet to leave that person. Ah, okay. So, like, when I say come see an attorney, I also have clients where they come see me and um, I don't believe that they're ready for divorce. They And I've referred Ooh. them to one of my life coaches and I actually have three clients. We, we're going to start a company called Spilling Up. And it's so funny because the three people that we started working with all go back together. And we were like, this is the worst <laughs> business concept ever. Everyone's getting back together. It's because those people that came to me for a divorce weren't ready for a divorce. Yeah. And just because you're using the word divorce, like sometimes people might come to me and I look at them and I go, but are you ready to not live with this lifestyle? Are you ready to not co-parent? Are you ready to only see your kids on the weekends? Like, some people aren't ready for that. Yeah. So instead of like getting to a point where you're like, I'm getting a divorce and that's that, explore. Come see me, sit down, let's know, let, let's get your rights out there. And if you are on the fence, I can send you to certain people that can help you emotionally and mm. get you to that point. But aren't people generally, especially at the beginning of that whole process, aren't they generally more on the fence about it? Like if you get them drunk the other day, they'll be like, mm. oh my gosh, but I love yeah so you get you you get so the clients that i've actually identified you get people that the minute they step through the store they're done it's like they're done they have 10 files and they've got everything in order and they know that this is the end like the them trying has already happened and this is the step that they're going to take then you get other people that come and they're like I think I want to get a divorce. I'm not very happy, but I want to see if my life would be better if I got divorced or not. Like, let me see my financial position. Let me see my position with my kids and all that. Then you get people that have actually been in very emotionally and physically abusive relationships that they need to be saved. Like, they actually need a divorce. But just because they're getting a divorce doesn't mean that they're getting away from that person. Um, And then you get people that just kind of come... And they just want to kind of know, like, uh, what their options are kind of thing. Yeah. And then those kind of people, sometimes I don't hear from them and they've gotten back together or... But as I said, divorce is one of those things where I don't believe that it should have a bad connotation to it anymore. I don't believe that people have to be aggressive and spiteful and disgusting during divorce. Mm. Because, let's be honest, you're leaving that person because you don't want to be with them. Why? Leave them, make them hate you, let them harass you, ruin your life right. when you're trying to move on. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So now, what happens where, like you were just mentioning earlier, where you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I feel like it's time for a divorce, but your in-community of property spouse didn't mm. tell you about all the debt they had, and now you're like, mm. oh my lord, how do I... How am I going to pay all this money? Yeah, so the so for me, like family law is family law, but you also get certain things like in litigation that you would do. So for me, like also, I would look at them and say, did they get your approval for this, for this debt? Because if we had to, and it's so funny, people that get married in community property and then get divorced, they don't fight over assets. They fight over debt. It's crazy. Mm. They're actually yeah. fighting over debt and accumulating more debt by fighting over debt. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if you go to court on this, the court will sequestrate you. Done. So what I genuinely say is that if that person is taken out, and it genuinely happens like this, where let's say, for example, the one person takes out a loan for furniture, yeah. or, ta- or is using the credit card in order to sustain the household for groceries and all of that, I'd say just split it. 
right? Or if you take out your debt, then it's your debt. Like, it should be like, what's yours is yours. But if you're going to fight over it, then you'll fight, but you're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <Bless> Thank you. <laughs> Sinus is okay. Um, but yeah, so divorce. So for me, how I kind of conceptualize. So now let's say you want to divorce. Okay. Like how you should kind of approach it. If they're kids, always make sure your kids are taken care of. Like never, ever use your kids as pawns. Ever. Like get to a point where you actually love your kids more than you just like your spouse. Sometimes it's impossible because the one person's extremely unreasonable and the other person is very reasonable. But I know we'll do a lot of other podcasts where I actually pick specific topics of like primary residence and all of that. But this is kind of like, this is my appeal to everyone. If you're thinking of divorce, set your avenue of how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like pave a path where um, if you go see an attorney, you don't want them to be extremely aggressive. Like this divorce, no one wins except for the attorneys if you're going to fight. Yeah. Like no one actually wins in divorce. But if you can all work together and try co-parent and actually decide, you know what, I don't want to be with you anymore, but let's get divorced in a manner that doesn't destroy us. I think that's extremely responsible. And it happens. I've done many of them before. Yeah. Like, it's difficult, but I've done them. Are they in the majority or the most, the most of them just like um, cat fights? I think it, it also depends. So I have clients that will come to me and I, I'm a firm believer that your attorney and the clients are the same person. So if you excuse my language, have an arsehole of an ex, like, and they always go, narcissist, abusive, blah, blah, blah. Their attorney is going to back them. So I, I kind of take a stance that if my clients are being completely unreasonable, I'm like, no, that's yeah. unreasonable. Like, if they're like, no, I'm not going to do this because he did this. I'm like, but you being a good parent comes naturally to you. So why would you want to spite yourself and hurt yourself and your kids just to spite him? It's yeah. not going to work. So I think it's also very important. That's why I also send my clients to psychologists and to life coaches because the minute I have their mind right and I'm in it, and the minute they're at a point that they trust me in anything I say, I can guide them properly. And obviously there's situations where I've guided my clients the best of my ability and the opponent has been completely unreasonable. Then I'll be like, F you, we're going to court. Right. I'm done with yeah. you. Like, we're going to go to court and the judge will decide on this. But I always try and um, pave a road like every letter I write I don't want it to be too aggressive. I want it to be reasonable. Yeah. Because also there are kids involved most of the time. And these are people's lives. Like, they can't destroy it very so easily. Mm. That's mm. that's really interesting. I What happens when, like, say, you... Like, how do you change... How do you change your marital regime if you, like... Say you got married, but you didn't really mm. think about it all that much. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Oh my, yes, I'm in community of property. Mm. And... Some things are starting to change in my life. Mm. So and some people do that. Like I've had like four matters where they've changed their marital regime and then the next month the one person is issued divorce and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and it happens. Like um some so that's when you'll get one of those clients that I say they come and just see their rights. Yeah. And if if they're in a position that they want to protect themselves, some people will either um and I never advise on this because obviously it's for me unethical, but some people will say, okay, here's the information. I know that I'm at risk. And they'll like start a trust and put all their assets in a trust. Ah. Or they will, that's why I've actually written an article before of how to see if your spouse is planning to exit. So Ooh, assets, yeah, as, assets start like moving into trust names. Um, the, the finance, like they start like holding back financially. They start being more strict with certain things. Like 
it's they kind of preparing for an exit and they're trying to hide assets before mm-hmm. the divorce. And I find a lot of people, because they're so aware of what they stand to lose, will say, let's change your marital regime or let's... um. No, like, don't put... I'm not going to buy this car for you. I'm just going to put in the trust's name or the children's <laughs> names or or something like that. And you can you can start to see when someone's doing that. That's what I always say, like, protect yourself in that yeah. regard. Like, if you start seeing assets moving to trust, be like, what the hell's going on? And then yeah. you come see an attorney and know what you can do in order to prevent all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's the sneakiest thing you've seen in divorce? Um, I've seen, so I've seen two things. So the one thing that I've seen is that the person came to me like two years before mm-hmm. knowing that their spouse was cheating on them, disregarded it, but set up a whole bunch of trust in order to remove their assets from the marriage regime. And then I wasn't involved in this just by yeah. the way. Um, and then came back to me two years later, like safeguarded themselves and then got to a point where they approached the person being like, I know you've been cheating on me for two years. Mm. They were like, screw you, screw you. And they were like, actually, you're, just, you're not getting anything. So, But okay. also that person can also turn around and say like, this was a facade. It's not a trust. You can try to pierce the trust veil. So I will do a podcast on trust. It's super interesting. Mm. Um, you can say it's your alter ego. It's actually not managed properly. But this person did it exceptionally well um, in the sense of unethical exceptionally well. But they did it. Um, and then the second one was when they were married in community of property. Um, and he, he had a whole bunch of properties and he kind of convinced her, no, I'm going to start a business. So I don't want to be married in community property. I want to place you under risk. You don't have to worry about it. Um, it, it'll say this in here, but I will give it to you if we get a divorce. And then I changed the marital regime, and then when it, like within like a few weeks, he issued for divorce, and she got absolutely zero. Ooh. Yeah, people can be can, people can be brutal, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like always know your rights. Like if you think that you want a divorce, like don't just fly off the handle. Be like, I want a divorce. Make sure that you are protected. That if you do get a divorce, like the biggest thing that I see is that when people mention divorce, they get cut off. Yeah. And that's why we have a mechanism called the Rule 43. So the minute you get cut off, I can approach the court to ask for interim maintenance, contact with the kids. But it's also expensive. Like, you can't come to me and be like, I'm not going to pay you, but you're going to work till 2 o'clock in the morning for two weeks, and then I might pay you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, so rather try avoid it. Like, if you know that you're going to get cut off, get to a point that you protect yourself. You don't just fly up the handle. You... If, if, if you know that you are going to leave and you have nothing, like, get a job. Prepare yourself yeah. to be able to leave. And I have a lot of clients that have done that. It's very sad. Don't do that, obviously, if you're in, a, in an abusive relationship. You can get protection orders. You can protect yourself. But, like, rather know your rights before exiting because it does make the exiting a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you don't just... I actually had a friend who was where that sort of happened where they basically had a fight and then it was like well we're getting divorced and then he was like ha 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 i'm taking all the money yeah and she had to like live with a friend of hers exactly for like a couple of months exactly because the thing is though is if if you like and i know this is going to sound terrible but if you come see an attorney and you plan your divorce mm-hmm. It can be a scenario where, like, you actually, you hold the power. So you can say, well, I know my rights. I know that we're married without a cruel. This is what your asset base is. And that also allows for negotiations. Because once you can say, well, I know 
And also, like, some, some people will have access to bank accounts because they share the same bank account, and the minute they mention divorce, they cut off. Mm. So they don't know what the other person's spending. So I always say, like, get to a point where you have enough information that if you had to go to court tomorrow, you'd be able to protect yourself. Like, obviously, I'm not saying you need to go get PRs and do things illegally, illeg- but mm. if you know what his or her assets base is, and I can do a calculation, you can at least say, well, um, I want a divorce, but let's do it in an amicable manner. I'm entitled to 10 bar, but you can give me two. Yeah. Or like something like that. I know it sounds super rational. Not many people are going to be like, okay, I know I hate you and you're a terrible person. But let's sit down and discuss. <laughs> yeah. But that's where attorneys come in. That's when you need guidance to be able to sit down and be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Because by flying off the handle, it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. And now, how does the maintenance thing work? Because I'm always... Like, we always sort of end up having these conversations where you sort of look at someone who gets divorced and says, well, you know, I'm used to living a certain lifestyle. And you say, but, well, you chose to leave leave that lifestyle Mm -hmm. because... So, yeah, so it works two ways. So, one is divorce is not a meal ticket. So, if you've been living for, like, a million rand a month, it's going to be very, very hard to prove a million rand a month. You might be able to, but it's kind of like... You, if that person can afford to to um, give you the same lifestyle, then why shouldn't you have it? Like, and that's that's just a thing like that. So let's say for example, I get married to a multimillionaire, and I obviously have a career, so I have a law degree, I have this, and then when we have kids, he's like, no, I don't want you to work, because of my knowledge of what I know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say, okay, um, I won't work. But if we get divorced, I want to change our international contract that you donate something to me upon divorce. Because okay. me, what I'm going to face myself in a situation where he's going to be maintaining, he's going to be paying for everything for me. We're going to, if we get a divorce and it's I'm still young, it's I'm 35, I'm not going to be entitled to lifelong maintenance. I'm going to have to get back into the job market. Mm. He's going to say, she has a law degree, she can maintain herself. Yes, I maintained her, but she divorce isn't a meal ticket. Yeah. So yes, I paid a hundred grand a month for her, but she must go get a job. Yeah. So in that situation, like never give up your job if you're a professional person, unless you have like you can claim spousal maintenance, but it's still a battle. Like rather get to a point where if you have a if you have an or even enter into a donation agreement where you say, okay, if you had to divorce me upon divorce, you agree to donate five million rand to me, or you purchase a house in my name. Or something that gives you that leverage that if you had to get divorced, I'm not forced back into the job market at 35 with two kids. Yeah, I yeah. have a law degree, but it's not it's not easy to get a job and I'll start earning, still taking care of the kids, managing a household. And I, I've been that attorney that has said, okay, well, you have this degree, you have this degree, why must my client pay for you? Yeah. And she hasn't worked for 10 years, but she's still qualified. So I'm saying get a job, even if you earn two grand a month at something. Yeah. So, like, protect yourself in that scenario. Don't just become a house exec that, <laughs> yeah. without having cover. Because as much as you might be, what you're entitled to in law is very different to what you can fight for. So, I can issue a summons against anyone. I can be like, well, yo, you owe me 30 grand. You can be like, no, I don't. You'll be like, cool, prove it. And I can make your life oh, hell in yes. court. So, rather, like, back yourself. Rather, have the information. Get to a point where... Like, before divorce, you know exactly what you can and can't do in your rights. Mm. And then you can evaluate it. It's like, also, just because you have qualifications, but you've been, let's say you've been a housewife for, or executive for 20 years, it's going to be hard to prove a spousal maintenance claim, pump legal fees, and actually out-litigate someone that has a lot more money than you. Yeah. Like, it, 
unfortunately, the legal game, it's who has the most money and who's out to get wins, the other. Yeah. yeah, it's a terrible thing for me to say, but um, I've got a spare to spare. That's what happens. Isn't that... And I've also heard, actually, speaking about that, that other thing where, like, you get divorced and then, like, say, the one party has to pay costs for the other? Like Yeah, so that does happen. So in family law matters, generally, each party pays their own costs because they don't really award whoever wins costs. Yeah. But let's say, for example, now I'm, I'm like, I haven't worked, I've had kids, I don't actually have funds to defend a divorce or institute a divorce. Mm. There's that mechanism called the Rule 43. I can actually claim my projected, so I do like a bill of costs, my projected legal costs, mm. and I can go to court and say, this is my projected legal costs, let's say it's 200k, I want him to pay my legal costs so I have a fair chance in court against him. And you get it. It's often that you get it. Huh. Yeah. Is that even if you instituted the divorce? So even if you instituted the divorce, yeah. And you're not the financially well-off person. But still, once again, you need money to approach an attorney to do that. Some attorneys will be like, okay, this is a good, like we have a good chance in getting costs. But yeah. also once you get money from them, the attorney's already taken it. So like, yeah. get to a point, if you ever into a divorce and you don't see yourself winning, save to see an attorney, know your rights. Um, see someone that's good like although and I'm not blowing my own horn yet but although I'm a bit more expensive like I specialize in this like don't go to an attorney go that does now. yeah <laughs> like see an expert like I would like if someone had to come to you and be like yeah I have a body corporate issue I'm never going to be like cool I'll help you I'll be like go to Lauren or yeah. go to Davina like I'm not going to try help people and stuff that I'm not specialist in because you actually end up wasting everyone's time and money yeah but yeah, so for me, like, what, like, my thing would be is, if you're getting divorced, you're anticipating divorce, know your rights, see an attorney, listen to a podcast, read a book, do something that when you actually get to the crux of when you're going to get the divorce, you know your power. Okay. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Guys, mm-hmm. see the Rolls Royce of divorce attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Do you want to let everyone know where to find you? Yeah, so at Jennifer Stella on Instagram, at Jennifer Stella underscore law at Instagram, on Instagram, Stella at schindlers.co.za, and Facebook, Jennifer Stella. And you can find me at Yolisa Mkelo on everything. Uh, you can email us at lawyerandlayman at gmail.com. Yes, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Cheers.